The following is a Revelation Wellness podcast made specifically for the wellness revelation, the journey, a movement of people towards the heart of God. To learn more about this movement, go to revelationwellness.org slash book. Hi friends, Elisa Keaton here coming to you today with a foundational teaching, I believe. I believe, but then aren't they all? Because we're building things on the rock and the things that get built there last. I'm talking to you today about what is needed for weight, in quotes, loss. What's needed for weight loss? I'm going to talk about three things. We're going to learn straight from the word itself, as well as from a recent study that talks about motivation uh, and expectations and how those work to lead towards change. So this is a teaching that I have done for those that are in the journey, but we want to bless you all to peek in and to hear what we're talking about. So you can pick up a copy of the book, uh, revelationwellness.org slash book, and listen to these podcasts as we're going from week to week, and we hope they bless you. Thank you so much for those of you who are leaving a review. I tell you right now, it's really easy from your phone. Just look right now if you're on an iPhone. I'm sorry for Androids. I'm not sure how to do this. But for iPhone users, if you're on your podcast app right now, you will see a magnifying glass on the screen or on the bottom of the phone uh, as you're playing the podcast. You're just going to tap that magnifying glass and then the iTunes page will come up where it will show the episodes or the actual podcast itself. Click on the actual podcast itself. It should be on the lower part of the page. You click on that. That will take you to the main page of iTunes. There are three tabs up at the top that say details, reviews. Hit that review tab and type in what you have to say. We read all of them and they really do help us to bring the love of Jesus crashing in to people's hearts, homes, and ears as they are looking for health and wellness. Thanks, you guys, for being the friends and partners with that. And I pray this message will bless you. Peace. There's something else that will happen. And that's why I'm here to tell you guys, this is a journey. It is not a resort destination vacation. Oh, look at me making friends. Alisa, why? Because I don't, we've had too much sugar. I'm just going to say, physically, we are eating too much sugar. And as far as followers of Christ, we're eating a whole lot of sugar. And we think if I just get more, more things that I want to hear, things that I want to believe about God, things that will make me feel good, we don't change. Nothing new happens. Okay, you've heard this saying, nothing new happens unless you do something new. Totally agree. But here's the deal. Nothing new happens because you are still believing something old. There's some old thing in you. This is all about excavating and finding the real and true you. And if you are someone who has continually been in this cycle of, I don't know why I keep doing this, I'm on another diet, da 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 da, da. you're on the merry-go-round, it has more to do with something old that must be made new. Can I get an amen? I could just drop the mic there. This is a journey. It is not a destination resort vacation we are on. But, and I can promise you this, there's a special grace for this. 
There's a grace for it. You're not going to have to make this happen on your own. You cannot make it happen. So today I titled this teaching, What's Necessary? Weight loss, weight, I always put it in in quotes because you can weigh exactly the weight that the health requirements would say and feel very heavy on the inside. That was me. That's my story. I knew how to do fitness. I looked fit on the outside, but inside I was heavy. I was sad. I was angry. I was hurt. I did not trust God. I believed in him in a concept, but I did not trust him. And I still have days. I still, I'm glad that my days aren't no longer days. They're kind of like moments. Like yesterday, my daughter told me something that in my unrenewed mind, I would have freaked out. I would have like panicked. All the walls would have went up. I would have put everyone on lockdown. Control, 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 because that's what we do. When things seem out of control, we either control by getting big or we control by getting small. I tend to get big, so kind of know your bend. The old person would have panicked in light of these news. But the new me, so I might have spent like a day kind of swirling around and all uh, and calling up my prayer team and everybody, you know, we do that. Not to say that's bad. But I didn't need that. I needed in the moment to go, okay, I don't like the way that feels, but I am so grateful for this dark moment, God, because darkness always exposes light. Light will get exposed in darkness. That's why we're going to journey into places that you're like, I didn't want to go here. I really thought we were going to go this way, God, and now we're going this way. So first thing first, if you want, if you want to get free, it has all to do with loving God. Okay, so just, he's trying to get your attention. And if you're not ready, you're not ready, but I sure hope you're ready. For those that are here, I believe you're ready. You're only here because you're like, all right. And that's why week one of what you're reading this week is all, if you notice about God's purpose, God's desire, God's design. What's the common denominator there? God, God, God. I'm going to talk about him. Let's just, all the chitter chatter of Instagram and Facebook and this post and this thing, all the chatter, what we can or can't do. Listen, again, I'm not saying any of it's bad, but if it's overruling the conversation that you would have in relationship with God, it is a threat to your well-being. So let's just put God right back at the center of it. Amen. And when God's at the center, all things know who they are and what they're living for. God wants to take you firmly by the hand and gently lead you. But we are not going on a vacation. We're going on a journey. You're going to go high. You're going to go a little low. It's going to be a beautiful day. Like right now, we're day one, day two. It was, you know, we're all honeymoon happy. But it's going to get dark, everyone. So here's what you do. You just put on your night goggles. That's all. Like I'm going to teach you. The book is going to teach you. The community is going to teach you how to see in the dark, that you can see in the dark. You ever notice when the light goes out, like instantly it's black, but then if you hold on and wait, your eyes will adjust. Your If there's any source of light in the room, your eyes will adjust. What we tend to do is the lights go out and we panic and we lock down and batten down the hatches and control. So everything about this first week has to do with the surrender. And we know that any 12-step will tell you, you got to surrender. Surrender to God. Surrender to 
him. Like, if you could do this, you would have done it. Amen? If you could, you would, but you haven't. So there must be a God who says, I'm going to hold out on that one so I could get to know you better. Actually, that you would get to know me. He already knows you. (laughs) But he wants, you need to know he knows you. That's what I love. Like, I, the more I walk with him, the more I go, God, he really knows me. speaks to me in my language. He gets my attention in certain ways. And I need to know he knows me. But I know he knows me in my head, but I really don't in my heart. So we're all on a journey, honestly, about 12 inches. We're taking a journey 12 inches from our heads to our hearts where they integrate. And our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength is all centered so that we are not fractured people. Because would we all agree we're living in kind of a fractured time? We're fractured, we're frenzied, we're frenetic, we're constantly multitasking, and the world creates more ways for us to multitask. The world is not going to create ways for us to sit still and be silent and to be quiet. That's not sexy. It's not, it doesn't grab it. It doesn't, it seems like a waste of time. And we're all about making more, making more, more people, more platform, more, more, more time. And I'm going, we have to go the other way. Okay, so if you are in the journey, you know um, you're pacing with us. If you're not on the journey, just listen to these teachings. Follow our podcast. You are just in week one, so only read week one. You have the workout calendar, which, by the way, if you buy the book, page 240 and 241, you have a workout calendar that um, leads you to a page on our website that you actually click the links and get to do the videos for each day. Now, it's a slow ramp up. We're moving slow. I saw some people were already asking about food lists. What can we eat? We'll get there. We'll get there. I get it. I know. But like, (coughs) we're going to get there. Just stay with what is in each week and chew on it. You guys, we don't digest our food. We eat so fast. We're just swallowing it whole. Chew on it. Chew on it. Read. It's like 12 pages or something. Read the chapter over again. Read the introduction again. Take it slow. And you have your daily work to do with the videos. So I think today, well, yesterday you met me, your trainer. And I hope you heard, I dropped a pin on what are we doing? What is the point behind this? What's the motivation behind this? Um, And then today we did uh, turning in your action plan. Just complete it. Someone asked, are you supposed to post it on the page? No, just print it out yourself, put it somewhere, make a copy, write it, put it somewhere that you can see it. And tomorrow we're going to talk about, the video tomorrow talks about to weigh or not to weigh. That is the question. So I'm setting foundational puts, some foundational footers so we can build, okay? So that's just a physical side note. Um, I have two things to say, actually three today on top of what I talked about, the surrender. And I'm going to continue to build on that um, because this really does. I read all the, we asked you three questions when you came in. Why are you here? What has happened before that's gotten in your way? And I looked at as many of those as possible. And every single one of them comes down to a thread that I could see. I could pull the same thread out. Is that there was something that would block and hinder you. And so you went back into your old pattern. My dog is driving me crazy. Hold on just a second. Hang on. Wait. 
Anybody? German short hair pointers. <sighs> okay. So this thing that's kind of consistent that I could see, I'm like, we're going, we're going to go after that. But it does hinge upon we lose, we make the second thing, the main thing. We start to look down at the results or the things that we were hoping for. And because we're not seeing it or feeling it, we're just like, it's never going to change. We're going to get after those places. But it does start with this open palm. I'm going to surrender it. Like, I, I'm going to stop. You know how many times you surrender it and then you pick it up and you start manipulating it again and you put your hands all over it and you put it down and you pick it up and you start squeezing harder or you, you try a new approach instead of, you know what, put it down. So when I put something down, I'm actually putting it down at the foot of Jesus and I gaze and put my eyes more on him. You guys, we are more focused on what we see than what is unseen. And that is the hardest thing for us to get over, especially in a fitness world and a fashion world that tells you what should look right, what is looking right, what looks good. We got to stop it. There is some, not to say it's beautiful, enjoy beauty, but see beyond it. See past what is seen to the unseen. Okay. And what gets unseen, that's where we feel a little afraid of it, but you're just being called by God to go deeper to the places where you either walk on water or take a rest in the boat while the waves are crashing. And that is the way of peace. That is shalom. That is what you are hardwired for. You're hardwired to be content. You're hardwired for optimistic thinking. You're hardwired for love. But things have come against you that have short-circuit that wiring so that now you self-protect, you self-promote, you self-abase, you self-idolize. All right, so Jesus says in Luke 23, okay, what I want, I'm going to give you guys two thoughts. Ready? One is Jesus' last words should be my first. So we see in Luke 23, verse 46, Luke is the only one of the apostles that recorded the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to record what Jesus said and these words he said, he exhaled with a last breath and an excruciating cry. It actually says he cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That's what Jesus said. Those were his last words. Last flesh, like having a body like me, because he's now still resurrected, came in bodily form, ascended. But back then when he took all the blows, everything he withstood, living a blameless life so I could be made whole, he, his final words were, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Which says to us too, the spirit is the last thing to die. The spirit, the ability to know God is the last thing to leave this earth and it's also the first thing that will lead us on the other side. It's that pulling of knowing God. You all have it. Everyone has a spirit because everybody is made to worship. Some choose to worship created things rather than a creator God. 
We worship a God who put on flesh, who came down and showed us compassion and mercy and grace, confronted religious laws and truth, went after the heart. He just circumcised hearts out of love, draws the sinners close, eats with the leopards, touches the lame. Just an amazing guy, right? Like, come on, I want more of that. But in the last moment of his body, his divinity and his humanity being married, His last words are, Father, into your hands I commit, meaning I give it over to you. I'm all the way. I was always all the way then. I'm all the way now. I'm married to you. I'm returning to you. You and me, I'm committed. You said it. I do it. I don't understand love. I mean, you had to know. There were moments, and we know that Jesus sweat blood in the garden of Gethsemane because he stressed. That's a sign of stress. By the way, it's clinically proven scientifically you can stress to the point of bleeding blood it is truth stress i mean our guts bleed out we're so stressed that's why we have leaky gut system we have all these things because stress can actually uh, perforate what was meant to hold us together whole and be well so my first his first or his last words must be my first so i ask you to finish that sentence father into your hands I commit whatever it is. I do this a lot now. Like yesterday when my daughter shared some news with me that felt out of control and I wanted to take control and I wanted to panic and like, you know, like the floor falls out. But it was like, no, I commit this to you, God. I am grateful, God, that I would know this. I am grateful that we're living in the light. I don't like the news, but I know that you are a good message bringer. You're bringing good news. Good news can only be good news if it's confronted with bad news. Amen? And we are people of good news. If it's not good, it's not the end. Because it will end good. Jesus' last words must be my first. So as we're in week one, I want you to remember this. This is all about him anyways. God's desire, God's design, God's purpose, him. My words must be in line with his first. So even if you don't really feel that in this journey, just just say it. Just kind of like, okay, into your hands, God, I commit. Into your hands, God, into your other hand, Father, into your hands, I commit this meal. Father, into your hands, I commit this drive to work. But whatever it is, it can be anything. It really is saying it's like God gives us this bouquet of roses and we just keep handing them back to him. I give you this one. I give you this one. There's some thorns on this one. Be careful with it. I give you this one. I give you this one. We hold goodness. The enemy deceives us and lies to us by telling us that God is not good and that he holds out and that you can't trust him. And it's a lie. For everyone who has said, I just keep coming back to this place, I promise you it's because a lie has had the final say. A lie continues to get you to have a distorted view of who God is. It gets you to continue to agree with the script of when you were hurt and how you were hurt and people that hurt. It gets you to agree with the script of hurt more than the healer. Agree with the healer. Father, into your hands I commit. Okay? Jesus' last exhale of breath must be my first inhale. Into your hands I commit. That's good. 
I, I, that was good. I like that, Lisa. That one has been with me for about a couple weeks where I've just like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a breath here and remember the exhale of Jesus, those last words ushered in a new covenant. It actually seals the covenant. He dies. It's done. It's fulfilled. It's finished. And then comes resurrection. So if I'm looking for resurrection, it's probably best I just go back to the last words that Jesus said. Into your hands I commit. Into your hands I commit. This hurts. This sucks. This burns. I really want to make it about everyone else. I really want to contend with you. I really want to show you my list of wrongs that you need to make right. But I don't have to understand to trust you. You're good. God, and if it's not good, it's not the end. Faithful people. Second thought on this change, making a change. <clears throat> I just figured this is the reverse engineer in me. I have the ability, I'm kind of a visionary. I'm able to see things at a distance and then go, wow, that looks incredibly hard. It looks incredibly enticing. I don't know how we're going to get there, but I, that's the way I'm going to go. Like I can see it. I don't know the middle space, but that's where I'm going. Anyone else? Anyone else feel that way? Like you go, you get the big picture, but then it's the small pieces that can feel overwhelming. Amen. And I think that's for all of you. I would ask you, you're here because you still have this freedom picture of you. Like, God, life would feel good if I felt well in my body, if I was used my words for kind things, if I could believe optimistically, if I could speak truth and love, like life would be good. And the Lord's not going to let that go, P.S. Because that's who he's calling you to. That's the design of who you are. And he never gives up on his design. What he starts, he intends to finish. So that's always going to be out there. So I figure, all right, hey, if that's where I'm going, then I'm just going to constantly keep that before my eyes. In Revelation, right? Hey, the book of Revelation, kind of our last clue to how things will end. Revelation, let me read this to you. This is a second motive, like your change motivation, your understanding of where you're going as you journey in this new space. Verse 9, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. Let me give a little context, by the way. This is John, disciple John, exiled to the island of Patmos, And it's here that he gets these revelations of what is to come. That's why it's called revelation. We are called revelation wellness because revelation means to know what you could never know before. It comes from heaven to earth. It's not recycled knowledge. It is actually from heaven to earth. Verse 11, uh, verse 12, uh, they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is a picture of what is going to happen. Like this is, this is where we kind of go, that's, that's just how it's going to happen. That's, that's what the end looks like. All tribes, tongues, and nations worshiping God, every knee will bow. So I figure 
if that's what I'm going to be doing, then I might as well start practicing it now. <laughs> like that is the ultimate, like that's where I'm going. So I will start doing that now. Worshiping, giving him honor, giving him honor and glory and blessing and thanksgiving and power and might be to him. Listen, for those of you in the journey and those of you not in the journey, this is crucial. If you get like, this is, it is my burn. It is my calorie burn. It is my job. It is my excitement. It is my purpose. This is where I'm going. I'm going to start practicing it now. Glory and honor and thanksgiving and praise and might and power be to this God for then and for now. So as we head out on this journey, that's the song you got to sing. By the way, that was Revelation 7, 9 through 12. Write it down. That's where we are going. That's where the journey of this life is leading us to. Let's start practicing it now. Everything about this wellness, what we do here is about making you fit, getting you fit for the kingdom here on earth and the one to come. We bring the kingdom down. I get I get insight, little peeks into the kingdom. You do too when you sit in silence, when you meditate on God's word, when you read his word, when you let the word read you. You're actually dwelling in the kingdom here and now as you will then and later. Glory and blessing and honor and mind. Do you see it? You're just kind of giving it away. Give it away. Give it away. This goes back to the surrender. Into your hands I commit it. Into I commit. Your hands are honorable. Your hands are powerful. Your hands are mighty. Who am I to say? Friends, this is the way through the journey. And then when your road gets dark and the lights seem to go out, you turn on the light. You remember who is the light. Right? It says in John 1, Jesus was the life and this life was the light of man. Jesus is the life. That's the thing. You're looking for your life? Let's go. Let's get your life. Let's get your life back because it's been hijacked and on hold for too long. And when you have the life, you have light. And when you have light, always, forever, it's with you. When you encounter a dark moment, when the temptation comes to do what you've usually done, to run to the pantry, to step on a scale, to pinch your body fat, to curse yourself in a mirror, whatever it is that's down in the limbic part of the brain, that's the reptile thinking, snake-like thinking, you will be able to go, nope, I'm coming higher. This is a God story. This is all a God story. All right, and then the final thing, this is actually um, a recent study kind of statistic. I thought that was this was interesting. The study was basically summing up Okay, in most places, motivation, right? I'm like, ah, I think you would say right now on a scale of one to 10, you're probably highly motivated, right? Because we love new things and motivation. And I know that I tend to, I rank more as a motivator. I, I'm it's just in me, like I'm a cheer kind of person. Let's go, let's go, we can do it. I'm not a quitter, we can charge that hill. But motivation can't, doesn't change anything. The study shows that it isn't the level of motivation that you have that creates change. You ready for this? It's your expectations. Expectations basically means this. What you look for, you will find. If you are expecting to fall off the wagon, you're going to fall off. If you expect to be hurt or abandoned by someone, you will be hurt or abandoned by someone. If you expect to be a failure, you will be a failure. What you expect 
expectation. And that is a good word for us because we have great expectation in God, in what he is doing. That's why I'm saying you, don't get all tied up on what you want. I wrote this note. Ready? You're going to like this thought. I said, would it be worth it to know God more intimately than for him to move the scale? Uh Uh-oh. Would it be worth it to you to know God more than it would be for you to get him to move the scale for you? That's the truth, yo. This is where I'm talking neighborhood now. He loves you too much to give you what you want. Because if you got what you want, which you probably have many times before in other forms or fashion, it never satisfies. (laughs) So this is why it's all about you and him to know So expectancy. My next book, I'm going to talk a bigger portion about this, but expectant. Like, what am I expecting? I remember for years I had these prayers. These prayers like, God, like, save this person. Bring my husband to you. All these prayers. And I prayed him and I prayed him and I cried them. But the truth was they felt heavier to me. Every year they just felt heavier and heavier. And I think I started to believe the lie that I had to work harder or don't forget to pray about these things. Like I had to kind of constantly get my, keep him, like raise my hand. Don't forget about these prayers. Don't forget about me. And like kind of like I had to work to getting those prayers answered. And that is so not true. And I remember running down the, the bridal path. We have a bridal path here in town. And I was with my dog and he had pooped. He pooped on the bridal path. And I had a poop bag. So I picked up the poop bag and I'm running. And a lot of times we're running is when I'm praying or I'm thinking about the things that I'm asking God to kind of, you know, clean me out, run me out. But I was tired. I was weary of some of these prayers I've been praying. And I'm running and I'm running. And I heard the Lord say, Elisa, your prayers to me are kind of like that poop bag now that you're carrying. You're kind of just carrying a bag of poop. <laughs> and I thought, well, what? what do you mean? He goes, you don't believe You don't believe that I will. You still say these prayers on the side of the threshold of the door that isn't on the other side of the resurrection. You're still at the tomb crying and looking for me. I'm on the other side. It's every promise is yes and amen. Every promise is yes and amen. But come to me. Just come to me and sit with me. And to be honest with you, I had to learn, and that's why you're all going to learn in this journey, how... To be still and be loved. And that was why you received the podcast today. The podcast that went, or yesterday. If you don't have it, go to our podcast. It's the most recent. It's number 220, I believe. It's the most recent. I need you guys to sit and be loved and be loved and be loved. And I promise you, the more loved you are, the less heavy your heart will weigh. Then when your heart feels light, you can actually make reasonable choices. You can actually have the patient and kind diet where you just are kind to your body and you're patient with it. You're not bullying it. You're not pestered by it. And you're not running down a bridal path with a bag of poop. You're not a bag of poop. Your prayers are not a bag of poop. But we must throw it away and commit and start with the glory and the honor and the praise. And if you, I think some of this has to do with how you see God. And if it all, this is just a simple correlation. If you have a hard time, if you, how you see God is probably how you see your father, your earthly father. 
your earthly father, however you saw him, and, and some of your mother as well, because God is father, mother. He's, he's both that fullness of love. It, it, that, it's why I say to you, nothing new can happen unless we confront something old. This journey is not a destination vacation. <laughs> it's a journey. It's rugged. It's rugged. But here's the good news. You're not alone. We're all doing it. We're all asking God to come and prepare the way. So I would like for you guys in the journey, and, and um, I'll have uh, whoever our captain lead. I think Katrina is today, and we can either have her put it today, or I'll have the captain tomorrow post it. But this is one more question. Um, what am I expecting of God? What am I expecting of God in this journey? What are my expectations of God? Not of me. Don't get yourself out of the equation. You're all tangled up in it. Get out. Get out. You have to almost rinse yourself of all the things that you say, your, your poop bag you carry around. You're going to have to get rid of that. Commit. Father, I commit. I commit it. Now, what do I expect of God? And you can listen. Maybe you have one thing, 10 things, but what are your expectations? Because it's expectations that create change. What I look for, I find. So if I look to have a closer walk with God, if I look to have him give me a greater sense of peace, if I'm looking for that, I will receive it. If I'm looking to understand his love more, I will receive it. If I'm looking for that, I spend time, I renew my mind. I love Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about there's these dendrites in your brain that when you make good choices, you actually grow trees. But the only way to make the trees, the good wiring grow in your brain is you got to take your poodles. She calls them poodles because these little dendrites look like little poodles. You got to take them for a walk every day. You got to walk your poodles, walk your brain into the truth that God is faithful, God is good, God is kind, God knows my story, God has promised good to me, God is my vengeance, God is my shield. You can do rewire, but you gotta walk them out. And you don't have to carry the poop. Amen? All right, I'm gonna pray for you. Uh, I'm gonna pray for everyone inside this challenge. Uh, thanks for sharing this, by the way. If you share it, uh, some of your journey friends will pick it up. Um, I will turn it into a podcast. You will have that. And then by Friday, I'll be sending you all who are inside the journey. You'll be getting the email to kind of wrap things up for the week. You will not receive an email from me on Monday, um, just every Friday going forward. But we'll see you back in, <laughs> in the Facebook page. Um, let me pray. And then if you have questions, hold them. And then I'll hang out and I'll answer some questions. Okay? Okay. Let me pray. Everyone, take a deep breath in. Exhale big. Do it again. Inhale. And as you exhale, I just want you to whisper, Father, into your hands I commit. One more time. Inhale. And exhale. Whatever. Father, into your hands I commit. I marry. I tie to you. So Lord, I thank you <laughs> that this is your story that you have with each person that's listening right now. Lord, we come to you and we do. We bow and give you glory and honor and thanks and praise and might and power 
all of it, any shadow of it that you have given to us, we just give it right back to you, God. And we know what happens in your kindness, you just keep giving us more and then we give it back to you and you give us more. And God, I just break off the spirit of an orphan or a abandoned child in us that does not trust you or call you good. God, I ask that you would give a picture uh, to people who have been hurt or abandoned or abused by parents or loved ones, someone who should have loved them that didn't. God, that you would infiltrate that space with your marvelous light, that they would be still and know how loved they are. God, we're going to need a move of the Spirit like never before in this journey, God. Would you come? I'm not even going to. I know you're going to. I don't even need to ask. So I'm already thank you, God, that that is not any bag that we carry around, that you will reveal yourself to the hearts who open up the door to say, come on in and make yourself at home. God, I pray for supernatural healings of bodies, knees that get stronger, backs that get straighter, guts that have peace, anxiety leaves and flees, eyes that are renewed to see beauty all around, diversity in beauty. God, bring it back on the earth. We want diversity, power and might that belongs to you. Power, love, and sound mind over everyone listening, God. Encounter us in our dream. Slow us down, God. Slow us down. I ask for more space for people to be people of breath, people that breathe, people that when the lights go out, hold still and wait for their eyes to adjust to see that the kingdom is near. We are not people who fret when bad news happens, God. We are people who praise that God is showing up. Your design, your desire, your purpose, God, for our bodies, for our lives, and for our children and our children's children, God. Teach us what it means to be whole and walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Okay. Let me do um, questions. If that's, yeah, the poop and poodle. <laughs> that's true, huh? The poop and the poodle. Take your poodles for a rock, but these poodles won't poop. Actually.